right, everybody. Welcome back to Agents of Comic Book Podcast. I am Paul Christian. And I am Eric Jackson. And we're doing more fan requests this week. We've been uh, theming. Yeah, good one. We're doing like three in a row here where we're doing uh, the fans sent in requests for us to do for the podcast. Um, that they choose what book we want to read and or what book they want us to read and then a movie or TV show with that same character in it. So last week we did a Black Panther book and then watched Captain America Civil War. And this week we have a fan request from uh, from Bobby, a fan of ours online, uh, who requested that we read Batman The Long Halloween, which is like a Batman classic, like yeah, I'd, I'd always heard the name. I've never. It was this was awesome. This was my first time reading it. Yeah, I, met, I imagine a lot of people have probably heard of it before. Yeah, I definitely heard the name. I didn't realize that this was like. I mean, it's not. That's not what the Dark Knight was based on. But it, there are things that they kind of right. Parallel it's from. definitely one of the books that he read when he was writing the script. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that, I think that's why Bobby kind of paired these two together is because they do kind of have a lot of similarities in terms of like Batman themes. Oh yeah. So uh, so yeah, I, I think that's that'll be an interesting. Thing I mean, to like touch on when we talk about both, how renowned is like this in the Batman universe? Oh, it's it's a huge book. It, the, when is people, it like top five Batman? Oh, yeah, definitely. When okay. people talk about like if you ask someone like, well, what are like the best Batman stories I should read? This okay. is definitely one of, one that people list gotcha it's like this year one and then like uh killing joke or like scott snyder or morrison's run like there's like some but the this is one of the key like you know 12 issue yeah the stories for batman yeah exactly yeah because it's just like we'll talk about it more as this goes on but it's just a really great like detective story and that's what i love about it because you mm-hmm. don't get a ton of those in batman a lot of it's just action a lot of times yeah it's almost like a, a like a true crime thriller like happening in, in like live Right. So, yeah, I mean, if you're just joining us, if this is your first episode listening, uh, we do review one comic book store. We'll kind of discuss through it and kind of, even if you haven't read the book, we kind of discuss a lot of the plot points as we go. So you, you can kind of pick up if just from context if you want to listen even with, if you haven't read the stories. But we talk about one comic book every every week. So so one thing that I always recommend for people who want to read these stories along with us, uh, and this goes for the Marvel books or the DC books, is there's really good, like DC Universe is the DC one that has pretty much like any DC book that's out there and for like and you can get Doom Patrol like we talked about this yep. in, in a couple episodes ago but I, I mean that's a really easy way to keep up with all the books we read every week if you want to read it along with us yeah it's awesome um, or, or else I mean if you're a, a, a fan of the uh, physical versions this book will always be in print so you can always get the long Halloween yeah I would imagine yeah um and then every week we also discuss a uh, like like I said earlier a movie or TV show based on that same character. So if you want to follow us at, on Twitter, we're at Agents of Podcast. If you want to keep up there, I always let people know what we're reading up upcoming. If you want to know what we're reading ahead of time, uh, and plus I'm always tweeting about comic uh, shit all, stuff I'm reading all the time. Uh, right now I'm actually <laughs> doing a uh, right now I'm doing a full read through of Swamp Thing. I, I was going to say, yeah, you've been on a Swamp Thing kick. I have. I've been reading... Uh, is that the Moore one? No, I read, I've read. i read Alan Moore a couple times. What I'm trying to do now is read, like, everything else. Okay. So I t- I started reading after the last issue of Alan Moore's stuff, and I've just been reading everything from there and on. Gotcha. I, there's not that much Swamp Thing material. Like, okay. There's a decent enough amount, but... But the, enough I, solid I could conceivably like, read it all, yeah. Gotcha. So that's kind of my goal. I just, like, I might as well. I love, I love Swamp Thing. He's probably my favorite DC character. Yeah, I could see it. Yeah, we'll, we'll cover that show at some point on here. Yeah, I, def- I, I mean, definitely it's over. want to. We might as well do it. I know. <laughs> yeah, not, we still got to finish it, too. Yeah, there's not going to be any more, so. Yep. Uh, well, unlike, maybe. Unlike, unlike the well, book, there's plenty. One pl- can dream. Unlike the book, there's plenty of more. Alan Moore. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, but like I said, this week we'll be reading the, the Long Halloween, so we'll be moving on to that next. We're going to discuss that whole story and then just kind of break that down. Yeah. So what I love about the Long Halloween is, like I touched on earlier, this is like one of the best. This is... Uh, 
I would say it's one of the best like detective like whodunit stories in comics in general. Mm-hmm. Like I think people who probably write like whodunit like detective stories these days like probably look at this comic and they're like, okay, what like what can I take from this? Like what does this teach me? Yeah, I was surprised. I didn't realize that it was gonna have that angle like at all. Yeah, I thought it was just gonna be more like a straightforward Batman story. But yeah, this was like a twist. Right, and say so, because people always say like, oh, Batman is like the world's greatest detective, but then yep. he just kind of figures stuff out off screen. Yeah, exactly. But, like this is like a genuine mystery. Yeah, and it's like. like it's like playing Arkham almost. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think because a lot of Arkham probably based a lot of their themes and their visual style on this. Too, oh, probably. definitely. And what I like about this compared to like a lot of other mystery detective stories is there's a, a lot of meat on the bone here for you to chew on if you want to like kind of, especially if this, imagine if you were reading this monthly, like as it was coming out. Oh, yeah. Like that would have been awesome. That would have like, sucked. Yeah, but it would have been <laughs> fun to like toss around theories with people every month. Yeah, but be- the wait a month. Well, that welcome to comic book. That's what that's what people do. Every, that's what people do every month. <laughs> that's why I'm glad I have like so much stuff to catch up on, and I'm not like reading current stuff. Yeah, that's fair. Because like for like TV shows that I love, like waiting a week is hard enough. Like a month, that's ridiculous. <laughs> well, that's pretty much what most of our listeners probably do every month. <laughs> well, I I sympathize with all of you. And, I mean, that's kind of what I do. I I, I mean, for people who uh, we haven't talked about this a lot, but I, I don't really pull single issues anymore. I read entirely on Marvel Unlimited and the DC app. Yeah, yeah, and then I'll. I'll buy stuff physically if I like oh, it. Oh, yeah, and isn't that, like, delayed, too? Yeah, well, that's the whole point is, like, it's six months delayed, but you get oh, okay. everything. So I, Oh, okay. So I'm still reading pretty much every Marvel book that comes out. It's just six months late. So you just got to avoid spoilers and stuff? I mean, I don't really care about spoilers. But if people who do, yeah, they would have to avoid okay. spoilers. I guess, yeah. Um, but, I mean, the spoilers in comic books I don't really care about. Yeah. Because half the time on the cover it'll be like, Thor dies. Yeah, exactly. Like, you okay, you just want to see how it happens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah, experiencing this monthly, though, does kind of give you that benefit of being able to, like, toss around theories with friends and stuff, especially because this story does a really good job of actually giving you enough clues where you can have theories that have a lot of supporting evidence. Because mm-hmm. a lot of mystery stories, I think, will create a mystery and then have it, like, by the end, it's just, like, something you could have never predicted because they just throw shit out of nowhere. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I'm glad, like, I mean, at some point you kind of... I mean, the curtains kind of pulled back where you know who is doing the killing to it, or at least you think you know is doing the killing. So at some point, you kind of know who's doing it, but well, but you don't exactly know for sure. But they, I don't know. It's it's a weird kind of style how it's done. Uh, but that that's what I think get, makes it a lot uh, really interesting because you can kind of feel like as Batman's going through it, like he kind of like like second guesses himself. Oh yeah, well, all the time. Well, and then eventually, once he gets to the point where he thinks it's Harvey, he is like. He's like, no, it's Harvey. There's absolutely no way it's not. Yeah, until he's like, oh, well, maybe not. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, shit. Uh, but yeah, so, I mean, the what I also really like about this story is it's a very street-level Batman story. Because, mm-hmm. like, I, Batman a lot of times gets involved in, like, this, like, really top-level, like, Justice League nonsense where it's, like, he's, yeah. like, fighting gods and aliens. <laughs> yeah. Um, but what I do really like when, you know, we just get a classic Batman story where it's, you know, just him going street-level against, the, you know, the gang mobs of... Um, of Gotham City going, you know, because Fal- the two main mobs that take precedence in this story is uh, Carmine Falcone mm. and uh, his rival boss, uh, Maroney. So it's almost got kind of like a Sopranos kind of angle to it as well, like yeah, a Godfather kind of thing. And that's what was so good about the Nolan trilogy. I mean, not so much in Dark Knight Rises, but like in Batman Begins and Dark Knight. Batman Begins especially, yeah. Yeah, oh, it, like the the mob was like heavily influenced with the story. Yeah, Falcone's in that movie, yeah. Yep. And then so, Maroney's like, in The Dark Knight. We'll talk about that later, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. So Maroney's it, in, this, in this book, too. Yeah, so yeah, it just adds that extra element of like kind of a Godfather like mob movie yeah. type. Th- and, like and there's deal. a lot of like straight up Godfather references in this book too. Oh yeah, because we open up like at a mob wedding. It's like a gangster's <laughs> wedding, right? <laughs> 
<laughs> Ask me anything. <laughs> it opens up at, at Falcone's wedding, his like daughter's wedding. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bruce Wayne is actually there as himself because a big theme that goes through this whole story, too, is uh, Falcone's trying to win over Bruce Wayne, like, you know, as like a business owner. Yeah, to like, launder his money. Exactly. Yeah, because he needs like a big business to put all this money through. Who yeah. Conceivably make all that much money. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Bruce is just kind of playing the game just to kind of get more information and get like, it's a really easy way to just get into Falcone's house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's a prime opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> and so one thing that's cool about this, too, is like we talked about, this is a book that came out monthly, mm-hmm. and it really works for this story. They play with it really cleverly, too, because each issue, it's called The Long Halloween because it starts on Halloween and the book ends on Halloween. Yeah. And each issue is a different holiday. Like, it comes out, like, pro- I don't know the exact release date, but I imagine they probably tried to release it around that when that holiday came out. Uh-huh. Um, so it like w- the people reading it would have been reading the Christmas issue on in December or like you know the Valentine's Day issue in February. So it would have been kind of a cool experience reading it. It's like getting your you know like a holiday themed episode of a TV show. Yeah, that really would have been cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's kind of that plays into the theme of the story too because this whole story is about the holiday serial Although, killer. Okay, so wait, did they? But they didn't release them like on the actual date of the holiday, did they? I doubt it, no. Because cause... otherwise, because then it would have been like Christmas one week and then New Year's the next week. Yeah, no, because comics always come out on a certain day of the week. Yeah, so I would it, imagine. It would have just been in the vicinity. To I the imagine. day, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, th- that plays into the story, too, because there's the holiday killer who is killing uh, members of the Falcone family every yep. every holiday. Is so was this just like an original thing or like the is there, has a holiday killer actually been a thing in different Batman? No, that's stuff? a that's a mystery character created for this story. Gotcha. Yeah, it's not some it's not a callback. And it's to it's anything. nothing that ever came back again. Uh, I mean, it could have. I, I don't know. It could, it, I feel like I'm, I really hope it didn't. It, I don't know if that's a story I would like to read. No, <laughs> but especially didn't. how like the end. Like, you you never know though exactly. what's what someone's tried. Oh yeah. Uh, but one thing that's set up really well too is as these killings are going on every, every during every holiday. Like I said, this does a really good job of creating a mystery that's fun to talk about because there's a lot of suspects that make sense too i think that's the oh important yeah thing exactly because a lot of people because harvey dent is the one they really set you up for the one they want you to think is like the most viable that has the most clues going and he, he kind of does mm-hmm. um but then they also throw like these wild cards in there too that seem plausible like uh i think her name is his uh, sister uh, carla falcone who yeah, is uh his sister his sister right and then it's the question is like oh did she kill her own son for talking to the da yeah. i know they're like D- could she do the unthinkable right and well, it's kind of an interesting question to ask you like ooh, that's a cool theory yeah and like the whole they even kind of bring it up themselves like in conversation they're like like it could literally be a multitude of people mm-hmm. like so many people would want this dude dead right because it's a gang war yeah, yeah these are rival families exactly they, it could just be hits like from the maroney family yeah because i think at some point the maroney family starts getting hit too though or like they start suspecting that like right that it's one of them mm-hmm. against each other and uh, one thing that I do really like, too, about this book is it's a, a, a really good book to recommend to new people who want to get into Batman, reading Batman comics, because it's there's, like, the whole Batman rogues gallery shows up in this story at some mm-hmm. point, I feel like. Like, everyone, every issue is, like, a different, like, famous Batman villain showing up. Oh, yeah, and one of my favorite things about this was uh, Calendar Man, because he was basically Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, I was going to bring that up, yeah, because uh, can- uh, Calendar Man gets used like Hannibal Lecter through this whole story. Did, I'm guessing that had to be inspired from that, right? Uh, what do you mean? Oh, I like, mean, did this, but, when did this come out? Uh, this came out because I wonder if this was before or after Silence of the Lambs. Because there's a lot of shots that, like, unless like either one one had to have taken from the other. Yeah, and looking it up, yeah, it seems like um this came after Silence of the Lambs. So they, yep. it, at least visually, it seems like they took some cues from it, which I like. You oh know, yeah, it's, no, it's, it's awesome. a cool take. Yeah, no, I loved it because I obviously the only <laughs> like um 
any kind of exposure I had to Calendar Man was from the little Easter eggs in Arkham games. Yeah, because he's he's very like goofy. But he's kind of lame. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's like in this story, it's like this is my thing. He literally like this was his moment. Yeah, <laughs> like this like, was probably. When I he knew was... you'd come to me, Batman. <laughs> One day when there was a holiday themed serial killer, right? I, I, it was bound to happen. I, I just was just hoping. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> he's like, yes. All right, I gotta really gotta really gotta milk this. Was he ever a suspect at some point? Like, was yes. Batman ever? Yeah, because yeah, was Batman does. like you had to have had some play in this? Because the thing is is like he uh at some point at, later on in the comic he's just like racking his brain to try to figure out what he hasn't thought of yet and yeah he's like, could it just be the calendar man like this is his mo to a t but like, there's literally. no way he could have because i've checked the records he hasn't left his cell yeah and he hadn't so it's like the, he even questions it though he's like i'm not i'm missing something cause yeah he, he should be doing this but right it's not him yeah it's crazy and uh, like I said, you get a taste for a lot of the Batman rogue galleries. Joker himself shows up for a really good kind yeah, of. Yeah, it's almost Christmas. like a yeah, it's almost like a two issue break from the story. Yeah, he's like the Grinch. He literally <laughs> is the Grinch. I was gonna say that because uh, he shows up on Christmas Eve and he's like even rhyming like the Grinch. Yeah, <laughs> he literally just steals everyone's presents and leaves the house. It's like, come on, man. It's hilarious. <laughs> like he ties up the family. They're like, what are you gonna do, you psycho? He's right. Like, I'm gonna steal your presents. Well, oh. hey, if you're if you're a citizen in Gotham and like you have to go your whole life hoping you never have an encounter with the Joker and that ends up being your encounter, I would be completely content with that. Yeah, that's true. He's probably not going to come back. That'd be boring for right? him. Right? It's yeah. like, all right, so our Christmas sucks, but at least we don't have our faces chopped up. Yeah, we got our, we got our <laughs> Joker visit out of the way and it was pretty easy. <laughs> that's off the books now. Yeah, and Joker's take on this is pretty fun too because oh, yeah. he's like upset because the holiday killer is taking so much of Batman's attention. Yeah, he Highlanders it. Yeah, so he's really like <laughs> trying to help Batman catch the holiday killer in yeah. like, his own twisted way. There can only be one. Yeah, because at one point he even tries to like poison everyone in Gotham. He's like, I'll catch the holiday killer. I just have to kill everyone. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I mean, one of them has to be him. He's like, you're crazy. Like, I'm trying to help you, Batman. <laughs> I'm the good guy. Yeah, it's kind of an interesting fun take for like, I mean, the Joker. he's not wrong. <laughs> it's not right. He's like, well, he, his theory is that the holiday killer is at this like holiday like event in maybe probably a decent probability because if there's a bunch of mobsters there, then... yeah, I guess. But Batman's still gonna be like, yeah, man, no, <laughs> I'm not saying you should have done it. <laughs> yeah, and then Poison Ivy cleverly makes her entrance in this story very briefly as well. Yeah, it's a cool appearance. Um, because Falcone has an interesting. It's kind of an interesting strategy, actually. He's like, listen, I need someone to help me with the Batman, so I'm just gonna pay all these supervillains who regularly go toe to toe with him to do my work for me. They're going to yep. be my new hitman. Which is what happens kind of in the Dark Knight, too. A little I bit. I mean, they kind of yeah. have to at some point. But. Right. Because he, he cleverly uses uh, Poison Ivy. He's like, listen, I need Bruce Wayne to buy like buy my uh, you know buy my stuff so I can launder this money. Yeah. So why don't you just go seduce him? And he's like, and she's like, okay, like I'll do my plant stuff. Which seemed a little too easy. Um, A little bit. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. They don't quite show how she gets to Bruce. I mean, it seemed like she just, like, surrounded him with Ivy and then just, like, kind of put him in a trance with, like, a weird mist. Yeah, and it's kind of unclear if Poison Ivy knows who Batman is. It doesn't seem like she does, but how could she not if she, like, caught him? You know what well, I mean? Well, I think she just went to Bruce Wayne's place. I know, but it seems... It's, it's weird. I don't know. And how long did that last? Because if... It lasted until... Because uh, Catwoman so, saves him. Yeah, it was like a month. Yeah, it was a long time. So that means Batman was just MIA for like a month. Yeah, why didn't Alfred say something? I don't know. Where was Alfred? I I'm hoping like like tied up somewhere. Yeah, I don't know. They, Otherwise, they, unless he he was under the spell, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. They don't really say. Yeah, it seemed a little too easy, but I'll roll with it. Yeah, because it's like it works for a little bit, but then yeah, Catwoman, Catwoman frees him, yeah. and then uh, so that's out. Uh, one thing that I thought was clever too is he's because uh, Falcone wants to figure out who the holiday killer as much as anyone because his people are dying. Yeah. Um. So he actually pays the Riddler. <laughs> he's like, "You're a genius, right? You solve mysteries. Like, yep. This is a big riddle." 
figure out who did it or else I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. Yeah, and the Riddler's like, uh, uh, and like, he can't really figure it out himself. Yeah, he's like, it's, if, if what, there's a line at some point, it's like, if okay, if your life depended on it, who would you say it is? Yeah, and it, he actually says something funny. He's like, uh, Carmine Falcone. He's like, you. And he's like, huh. That's funny. Take him out back and kill him. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and you know, if, if pe- a lot of people, the people who think that Alberto Falcone uh, did the crimes, I mean, they would technically be right. Yeah. Because if Alberto Falcone was, do- was doing all the holiday killings, that means Carmine was behind it. He's, so Really? That's what some people think. I guess I never thought about that. Yeah. He, like, at one point, Carmine could have taken over and started calling the shots. Well, uh, and, that's not my theory. Well, and but... Batman even says it at some point. Mm-hmm. He's like, how could he not know? Right. Uh, but yeah, so Rid- Riddler goes out back, and they're gonna like you know kill the Riddler for not doing his work, and then the Holiday Killer shows up and shoots the person, yep. and then Riddler thinks the Holiday Killer is about to kill him, and it's a it's kind of like a joke because the, the holiday that the Riddler is on is April Fool's, so yeah. she, uh, well he or she yeah. do- doesn't kill uh, the Riddler and just walks off, and Riddler's like, oh yeah, what's the line? He's like he's like what what kind of killer doesn't kill or something like that. Mm-hmm. I can't remember it exactly. Yeah. It's and, something along those lines. And then Batman goes to the calendar man and he's like, Of course there wasn't a killing. It's April Fool's. Yeah. Don't you get it? <laughs> <laughs> so wait, so does that mean that the Riddler saw who the holiday killer was, so he, he knows? Yeah, well they bring it up later, but he doesn't squeal. Okay. So either he doesn't he didn't see or he just doesn't want to say. Gotcha. I mean that could just be his thing. Yeah, like, it's his own secret. Right. He doesn't want anyone else to know the answer. He doesn't want to talk to the cops. It's a criminal thing, yeah. Well, yeah. And one thing I do want to talk about too is like the art for this, because Tim Sale is like a, a really renowned uh comic book artist. Um and like he one thing I, I really like about it is because like not all the faces always look quite right, but the Art is just like stylized in a way that it makes some characters just work so much better. Oh yeah, it like, pops. Yeah, especially like uh, like Carmine Falcone and a lot of like the imposing like gangsters. They'll have like odd looking faces that yeah, like, add... like super sharp features. Yeah, like like Falcone has like a really like tall skinny head, almost like the leader in the Hulk. Yep. Yeah. Um, and like it really works for a lot of like the Batman villains too, like Solomon Grundy and like Scarecrow looks awesome. His Joker is really great with a lot of teeth. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, his teeth are nasty. Yeah. Well, no, the Solomon Grundy part was really cool. And then like, oh yeah, uh, we didn't talk about that because that was sweet. I know when Batman yeah. drops off the Thanksgiving dinner for him. Uh, yeah, I know. that was awesome. I, I like nice Batman because a lot of people do this dark like I want to destroy the world, Batman. But, yeah, like, Batman is like a nice guy. That's like the whole point. Yeah, like deep down, like he cares about people. Right, like, he cares about all life. Right, and Solomon Grundy is like it's not like his his fault like what he is like he's been cursed yeah so exactly like, like oh i mean in his past life he was a, a murderer but yeah like, solomon grundy isn't that man anymore yeah like, exactly literally. so like he's like all right solomon grundy's gonna be alone on thanksgiving i'm gonna bring him a meal and i'm like oh that's great yeah it was awesome and uh speaking of sweet moments there's a really great uh father's day issue in this too oh yeah um because well and a mother's day yeah the mother's day one trippy the mother's day one is yeah the mo- let's talk about that one first because that one comes first yeah because the mother's day one was intri- the, the part i really liked about that one was scarecrow gets free in that one well his design is awesome in this one yeah scarecrow it looks like a scarecrow because there's like straw coming out of his head yeah like because there's a straw decoy that goes and batman like catches it but it like sprays mist and then the actual scarecrow gets away okay um, oh yeah, that's right. You're right. Because that's the part I wanted to talk about is like Batman gets hit by the, oh, the, right. the fear toxin. Yep. Gets um, a little dose. Yeah. But then he goes off as Bruce Wayne. Cause I think he's still like hallucinating. So he's just like, I'm going to be myself. I'm going to go for a stroll. Yeah. <laughs> and at this point, like Harvey and, and Gordon are also like running out of ideas for who holiday could be. So they are like going to like question Bruce Wayne. Cause they're like, that's one of their suspects is Bruce Wayne at this point. Cause they're like running out of options. So they run into Bruce Wayne at this place, uh, incidentally at crime alley where his parents died. Yeah. And 
and they're like, hey, stop. And Bruce Wayne is still like hallucinating. And he's like, <laughs> they're coming to kill me again. The pearls. The pearls. Oh, God. Yeah, yes. And he like runs away and like leaps through the city. And they're like, where the fuck did he go? <laughs> <laughs> he's literally just a crazed man drugged out of his mind. Yeah. And there's a weird part, too, where he's like remembering when his parents died. And he's like. My mom wasn't going to wear pearls to the movie. Oh, yeah. But I asked her to because I wanted her to look pretty. I'm like, like, oh, she only wears them on special occasions. And he's like, well, why can't we make this a special occasion? It's a weird thing for a little kid to say. Why would a little kid care? Like, yeah, why would a little kid care about, like, some fancy pearls? Like, "Mm, wear the pearls, mother. Like, we... That's one thing that's a little bit weird in that when I read this, I was like, that's a really forced way to like feel make him feel extra guilty. I know, right? <laughs> I mean, unless it's just weird rich people stuff, but I don't know. I don't know. But one thing, uh, and then later in the Father's Day episode, a, a part that I really like, because I was hoping this would happen too, where like Alfred even has a line, because Alfred is basically like Bruce's dad. So I was really mm-hmm. hoping they would have like a moment with Alfred, and he he kind of does, because like Bruce is spending all this time like being sad about his father, and Alfred's like, listen, it's okay if you're sad about him. That's fine. Yeah, exactly. Um, and he's like. Like, you know, sometimes I think about, like, you know, being a father, too, and, like, if I fucked it up, and I'm like, oh, shit, because he's like, right. like, am I doing the right thing by letting you be Batman? You Like, I think that's a really interesting question. Oh, I know. I love it when they kind of play that with, like, Alfred, because Alfred, like, feels responsible for everything that happens to Bruce. Right. He's like, Bruce is out here doing all these good things, but should I have just been a father, like, let him be, live a normal life? Yeah. So I think that's that's a really great moment, too. This comic also gives us a really good origin for Two-Face as well, because Harvey Dent's in this whole movie. That's kind of one of the biggest parallels between that and The Dark Knight. Yeah, Harvey Dent was like, the best part about this comic almost yeah i think so too because it's a really great just it's kind of like a complete arc for him it's basically like a roman like tragedy almost for him oh for sure absolutely like it's crazy because it starts out with him like kind of trying to do things the right way and i mean we don't know where exactly he slipped up but eventually like he started like being okay with like wanting to kill criminals yeah well and they allude to it kind of at some point yeah and some people like because if we're throwing because we don't know for sure who did all of the holiday killings we know some Mm -hmm. of them for sure but like a lot of people do throw out like harvey dent could have done some of them which is plausible oh definitely. for some of them at least exactly um because this one kind of they even at a point like they think Maroni's gonna flip like uh and give up people to the the da yeah yeah and he's on trial about to give his testimony and harvey is in and it's almost like the classic harvey dent uh, two-face origin but instead of the joker doing it it's uh Maroni throwing uh poison in in harvey's face and that's how he becomes two-face no well, acid yeah or whatever it is same yeah. thing so Falcone, his strategy was to pay a bunch of supervillains to kind of do his work for him, but it kind of ends up biting him in the ass in the end, because by the time Harvey Dent goes full Two-Face mode, he's paid off all the supervillains himself. He yeah. kind of creates his own like Legion of Doom. <laughs> like, pretty damn quick. Yeah, he creates, like, the, he unites all the Batman villains, like, together, like, pretty tight-knit, and Catwoman is yeah. almost there as, like, a double agent, which is pretty cool. Uh, he's got Solomon Grundy there, Mad Hatter, like, pretty much everyone we've seen over the course of this, Scarecrow, Joker, mm-hmm. they're all there, and they're like, listen, we're gonna take out Falcone, then we're gonna take the city. Like, this is gonna be ours. Yep. Yeah, so then Falcone ends up getting killed by the Holiday Killer, who ends up being, or, well, Falcone gets killed by Dent yeah. uh, during this scene as well, so he's he's out, so that's another thing that kind of, like, shows that this isn't really canon. One part I did kind of have a problem with is... One of the final holiday, actually the final holiday killing is Maroney himself. Because yeah. Maroney, like we talked about, was uh, arrested. Like he he uh, was the one, he threw acid at uh, Harvey's face in the courtroom, so he's still under arrest. Yep. And they're like transferring transferring him uh, like to a different place to mm-hmm. like keep him more secure. And this is a part I have a big problem with because 
the the holiday killer attacks, but it ends up being uh, Alberto Falcone. Like, yeah, you see him finally, and you're like, oh, this is the holiday killer. Like we found him. Yep. Because this ends up this whole thing ends up being a stakeout. Yeah, it's a setup. Yeah, because one of the people guarding uh, Maroni on his way down to transfer is Batman himself. So yeah. Batman like starts fighting him, and he's like, I got you, Holiday. Like you're mine. Yep. Which one thing I have a problem with is he could. It seems like he could have easily stopped the Holiday Killer from killing Maroni because Maroni dies. Maroni gets shot and is is killed. <laughs> so I mean, Batman just lets him get shot and then he's like, "Now you're under arrest." I feel like he could he could have heard him coming or something. Yeah, I mean, maybe he didn't want to play his hand too early. I don't know. <laughs> it seems Batman. Come on, man. I mean. He probably wasn't overly concerned. That's he, <laughs> he's towing the line. Oh, he's, he's definitely towing the line. <laughs> it's definitely teetering on the edge. He's like Batman. You, it seems like you could have saved his life. No, I was too slow. Well, it wasn't me. <laughs> but it's my one rule. <laughs> my one rule is that sometimes I'll choose not to save people. That's kind of like killing him. Yeah, shit, it's splitting hairs. Not <laughs> technically, no. <laughs> Yeah, so they catch Alberto Falcone, who he confesses to being the holiday killer. But the interesting thing about this is we haven't talked about Alberto a lot, but he was kind of like the good member of the family. But then so because of that, Carmine didn't really respect him. Yeah, he was like the what, what they call the good son. Or yeah, whatever. exactly. So he wasn't in the family business. Yeah, he, he was the, the Fredo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he it almost seems like he did this final killing, and then now he just wants to take credit for all the holiday killings. Yeah, exactly. To impress his dad. Yep. And that's what I think a lot of people think. That's kind of how they set it up. That It makes a lot of sense. And so that's kind of, now that we're towards the end of it, I kind of want to talk about the mystery in general, because they like we've talked about uh, the main players, I think, because we'll talk about it also. At the very end, Gilda even confesses to herself that she was the holiday killer, like Harvey's wife. Yeah. She's burning like these materials. Uh, from the so she at least did one or like just, she did some of them. I think Unless I think she at least compa- did a couple. Yeah, she. I think she was the initial holiday killer at the very least. Yeah, yeah. And um, then they some they just picked it up from there. Yeah. So I mean, we talked about uh, this being because like, that's the one thing that's not set up super well is they don't throw out a lot of clues that Gilda could have been the killer. But looking back on it, that is definitely possible. Yeah, because like reading through the story at the end, like it just came out of nowhere. I was like, wait, what? Uh, and so I mean, I think Gilda is the most possible because, like I said, they really set up Alberto Falcone to. Um, have a motive to like take credit for the killings, but not necessarily to do all of them. Yeah, yeah. But the only thing that also doesn't make a lot of sense is Gilda definitely stops doing the killing at some point. Yeah, because there's no way she, that she killed Big Lou Maroney. Well, she even says like, and, "Like you picked up what I where I started." Yeah, so someone picked up. So, I, so my theory is that it was initially Gilda, and then Harvey took over after. Yeah. Um, because Alberto, we th- initially when you're reading this, you think Alberto Falcone is one of the people who was murdered, but he's not. He faked his own death. Yeah, so he had to at least be one of the ones before he faked his own death, yeah. unless he faked his own death to be able to murder someone, maybe. Well, that, that's what some people think. The people yeah. who think Alberto did it, that's what they say, is he faked his own death to go on a killing spree. Yeah, yeah. Um, but my, I think Harvey, because there's a lot of clues set up that, that hint that Harvey and um, Gilda were doing it together, because that's one thing Calendar Man suggests, too. Suddenly. Oh, yeah. Because Calendar Man suddenly- Well, he even says she his, under his first Well, pick. that's the first thing, too, but then he subtly suggests that she like is not doing it alone, either, because mm-hmm. he's like, Harvey Dent, oh, he's a Gemini, isn't it? Yep. Number two, he always works to like, yeah, twos. the twins. Yep, so that's a really big hint, I think. that And and later on, Harvey Dent even says the holiday killer was two people. Yep. And he, he's referencing him killing Falcone, but if you look at it a different way, yeah, exactly. it could be that him and Gilda were always kind of working together, even if they didn't know it initially. Oh, yeah, I, I think it was unconsciously, but they yeah. definitely were. Yeah, exactly. Because they both had like the same idea and the same motive. So I think that's that's the theory that has, that's the one I support, is where it's like Gilda started and Harvey did the second half. Yeah. 
and then Alberto did the final one. Yeah, I like that theory the best. Mm-hmm. But again, that, that, that's why this comic is so great is because you can sit here and talk about all the details and be like, well, this thing doesn't add up, but this one's the most plausible. Could could Gilda have been here at this time? Could could Harvey have been there? Could Alberto? Like, there's a lot of really good questions. Exactly. And like, and the fact that and it could literally other people that they're not even showing you as options too. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, like it's people. Carla with, for a while was Carla, a, really good, yeah, a like, really good theory too. Because mm-hmm. there, there are like scenes where she's just going like bat crazy. Right. And yeah. it's like, like, yeah, she could probably kill someone. Yeah, and, and, and like a holiday comes up and they're like, well, might as well. And then it's like, oh, it's on a holiday. It had to be the holiday or, killer. Or a lot of people are probably theorizing like Calendar Man's getting out of Arkham like some yeah. clever way. Like, yeah, that's that probably, too. That was probably a big theory too. Oh, yeah. Because like they could have easily wrapped it up by saying, yeah, Calendar Man had a secret tunnel or something dumb like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Even though they didn't. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's the long Halloween. I mean, we were both obviously big fans of that story. That's probably one of the best stories we've covered so far. Yeah, it was um, great. I mean, that, that's just a given though. I mean, this is the long Halloween. It's a very famous Batman story. Yep. Um, and and Loeb and Sim Sale have both done a lot of books together, which are highly uh, I recommend uh, for all seasons. Superman, uh, all the, all the color books: Spider Man Blue, Captain America White, uh, Daredevil Yellow. Actually, I haven't read the Captain America one, but I think a lot of people like it. Okay. Uh, but Daredevil Yellow is really good. That's one of my favorite Daredevil things. Hmm. Um, and for all seasons is great. So I recommend pretty much all their books together. Yeah, I'm glad I got this one checked off the list. Oh yeah, no, this is a classic. Uh, but after this, we're going to be talking about, as requested uh, from um, Bobby, we're going to be reading, or we're going to be watching The Dark Knight because it actually has a lot of similar themes to to this book we just talked about. Oh yeah. So it'll be kind of interesting to talk about, like especially with Harvey, kind of how those tie in. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll be talking about The Dark Knight next. So yeah, we actually just watched The Dark Knight um, just before we were recording this, so it's really fresh. We mm-hmm. we decided to watch the movie and then hop right on mic afterwards. Yeah, and I I probably haven't seen that movie in a good like eight years maybe yeah i remember watching it when it came out like obviously when it came out like, yeah i mean mo- most people listening to this probably were saw it in theaters when it came out like or i saw it soon after i imagine yeah i'm um, sure everyone's seen it but yeah but I, I saw the movie probably like three or four times right when it came out because i loved it yeah when it came out. oh yeah so um, so i saw it a bunch of time but then i haven't revisited it in a long time mm-hmm. i think just because the dark knight rises kind of left a sour taste in my mouth a i know bit. it kind of spoiled it just a tad <laughs> yeah so going back i'm like ah, i don't know and, and kind of as I've gone on, I've kind of grown to appreciate Batman Begins a little bit more, too. Oh, Batman Begins is great. So I re- I've rewatched that movie a little bit more often than I've rewatched The Dark Knight. Like, I can't say it's better than The Dark Knight, but, like, it's at least on par. It might be a better Batman movie, though. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think The Dark Knight is probably objectively a better movie, but I think Batman Begins is a better Batman movie. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, but we're here to talk about The Dark Knight. Um, yeah, yeah. The Dark Knight opens up, I mean, because this movie has a lot to do with, um, it, it shares even a lot of similar scenes with The Long Halloween. Like, we get a scene of, like, uh, Harvey and Batman and uh, Gordon all on the rooftop yep. together, which is straight out of The Long Halloween. Yep. Which I really loved. Gotta do it the right way. Yep. And they even kind of hint at uh, Harvey's origin early on in the movie, where Harvey Dent oh, yeah. is, like, trying to arrest Salvatore Moroni himself. Yep. Uh, the guy who throws the acid at him in the book we just talked about. And uh, he pulls a gun on him this time, and he's like, yeah, you're, we're taking you out this time, Harvey. And then the gun jams. Yeah, well, it's a witness. like, like a, Oh, true, you're right. It's, it's not Maroney yeah, himself. Assumed but, he's going to like yeah. finger Maroney, but then he well, Because Maroney's sitting there watching it, knowing that he gave the order. So yeah, it's yeah. basically him. But yeah, it's a different take on that scene. Yeah, it, it's a cool scene. Yeah, because then the gun jams, and then uh, Harvey's like, no, I'm the boss now. That's Boom. such a cheesy line. He's <laughs> like, It's like, if you wanted to kill me, you should have gone American-made. Yeah, so it's like, like a gun what? made in China. It's like, yeah. okay, dude. American gun pride. Yeah, That's one thing we need. Captain America. Here. <laughs> we take pride in our guns. I know. Is that really? <laughs> really? Oh, okay, sure. <laughs> Whatever. I don't know if I like that. 
And one thing that I, I did, like, we'll just throw it out there right now. I mean, the Joker is obviously great in this movie. He pretty much holds the whole thing up. Oh, yeah, like it's that, that legendary performance. performance. But a lot of, like, his schemes look really cool, and they seem really clever as they're happening. But when you look at it, it's like, how the fuck did he pull these things off? It's miraculous. Like, two of them in particular. Like, this opening one is ridiculous. Like, it starts out pr- pretty plausible. Like, yeah. they disable the alarms, yep. you know. Cut the alarms. It seems like they're trying to get in and out. But then the way they're going to get out, I don't know why they couldn't just run out the front door. Just run the out alarms the, never run went out off. the back. Yeah. yeah. No one was looking for him. <laughs> but the Joker like orders like a bus to blow through the wall. Yep. And then he gets in with all the bags after killing, you know, all the other members of the heist. And then they drive out and join this other convoy of buses. But when they pull out of the bank, like you see that that was right on a main street. So yep. for a good like two or three minutes, there was just a bus that flew into a bank with a big hole in it. People would have been pulled over. People would have been pulled over, been like, what the hell is happening? <laughs> Literally a third of the bus sticking into a building. Yeah. It, like it would have stopped everything. Are the children okay? People would have been like, holy crap. <laughs> that would have like, shut down the entire block. Yeah. You're not making a casual getaway after yeah, that. It literally drives out of the building and then just dives right into the line of buses. Yeah. The, like traffic would have been a dead stop. Oh yeah. It, it was, it's ridiculous. But it looks cool. So I guess it, it looks awesome. I guess it's the rule of cool. It's comic universe. Yeah. It's the rule of cool. Oh yeah. And one of the, uh, one of the opening, the opening scene we get with Batman band too is pretty cool because it's scarecrow from the first movie yeah. who i really liked and this is one line i just noticed watching it now i don't think i ever noticed it on my earlier playthroughs but or on my earlier watch throughs yeah <laughs> the reason why they're upset with him is because he's selling drugs that are giving people the fear toxin yeah he's trying to sell it like acid yeah i never yeah. picked up on that before so i'm like oh shit like people are, people don't like your drugs man <laughs> i know is that is that just because yeah why was he doing that why is he, he just trying to make a little bunny that's never gonna work though if people don't like it no like that that would Never work. And then he's like, if you don't like the product, buy something else. It's like, okay, I will. Who the hell is going to buy that? Yeah, it's better to buy nothing than buy like nightmare toxin. Yeah, that's ridiculous. There's maybe like one really metal guy who's like, I want more nightmare toxin. I want to go to hell. <laughs> you want a trip to hell with me, bro? <laughs> Just plays metal music. Right. More scarecrow toxin. Oh, people would definitely do that. Yeah, that'd be interesting. <laughs> yeah, there's some idiots that would totally do that. Jim Gordon goes to the commissioner's office and he's like, hey, Commissioner, like we think there's a threat on your life. You're like, you need protection. Like we have a unit here to protect you. You're yeah. not leaving this office. Yeah. And he's like, Well, I know how to handle these situations. And he takes like this bottle of whiskey out of his desk and he's like, Let's get <laughs> drunk, boys. <laughs> yeah, like this guy had his priorities straight. Yeah, he's like, Woo! Surfs up. Like he doesn't even give a shit. Like he doesn't think twice about it, the threat on his well, life. Well, he like even says, like, this happens all the time. Yeah. It's like, all right, I mean, you're prepared. And the way he gets killed is because Joker points poison the bottle so barely he knew he was just a raging alcoholic yeah so he had intel like dude trust me if you tell him there's a threat on his life he's going for that bottle oh trust me. first thing. that's how you kill him <laughs> <laughs> with like without fail yeah so they got him easily based by going for the bottle yeah and like, i i just like connected how ridiculous it is how they got the judge because they literally show up to your house they're like ma'am like you're the judge of a mafia investigation that is like the fucking biggest thing happening in this city right yeah. now like we need you to come with us for, for, for protection she's like oh i don't know what you're talking about it's like i'll just meet you there and like oh yeah just get into your own personal car that's definitely not been targeted oh, and yeah why does she, she starts the car instantly blows up why does she do that she's an idiot <laughs> i want to drive my i have bluetooth i have all my podcasts on there <laughs> i need to listen to agents of comic book <laughs> <laughs> right the best podcast on the planet but it's like seriously lady like you're the judge of a mafia case you think she would know better i i did she's probably like worked cases where people died from that <laughs> oh yeah in gotham city are you kidding me yeah jeez and another one of Joker's schemes that kind of goes off a little bit more 
uh, that goes off a little better than it should have is like the part where like they fake Gordon's death because like there's a bunch of like Joker's goons oh, yeah. in the firing squad of <laughs> when they think the mayor's under threat and somehow nobody notices that a bunch of like escaped like insane criminals from Arkham literally from Arkham Asylum yeah. are like just perfectly posing as these soldiers like who know how to do all the military stances and yeah. like, not stand out and here's an- another like testament to Joker's like master like craft of like taking any person and making them like the perfect criminal yeah exactly they, like perfectly imitate police officers do like a funeral procession 21 gun salute well, yeah these guys are part of like the performance so yeah I, I would think there'd be a bunch of hilarious parts where like they're not doing the steps right now. <laughs> right we're a hey, soldier what are you doing <laughs> well like and it turns out that one of the guys has like paranoid schizophrenia like how are these guys not just bumbling around like waving their guns like oh what are we doing yeah exactly like how are they like yeah doing all these perfect like police motions yeah it would just be chaos and like one of them like, has his face like tr- carved up like the joker well no that is the joker oh was it was his yeah, face one, like yeah one of them's actually he just wasn't oh, wearing I, did, makeup. I never realized that was actually him because his no face way, is washed No way, you never off. knew that? No, I thought, oh, I thought he just crazy. carved up one of his henchmen. No, that's actually him. Yeah, I just didn't even recognize yeah, him without no, the makeup. That's him without the makeup. So nobody noticed literally. The, 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 so the Joker, I can believe, could maybe do the moves because he's like kind of like an actor. Yeah. He's kind of like weirder. But they must have been practicing that choreography like all night. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> you know what? Maybe he's all prep time. Maybe, yeah. Maybe he's just like Batman. Could be. And Harvey Dent, kind of just like The Long Halloween, is the first one out of those three on the rooftop to start taking things too far. Because, mm-hmm. like, in The Long Halloween, they all agree, like, we're going to do this right. Like, we yeah. got to, like, do this kind of by the book. But Harvey, like, grabs one of these, like, escaped criminals who tried to kill the mayor. Yeah, and steals like, an ambulance. Oh, yeah. With, and somehow escapes with the door open. <laughs> yeah. Literally gets out of the back with the door open, gets in the driver's seat, and drives away. This guy's in a gurney with wheels. Oh, I guess he was handcuffed to it, so he's probably like, <laughs> <laughs> So the bed could have fallen out, but yeah, he's right. just dragging. <laughs> uh, um, but he, yeah, he, he like has a revolver. No, no, wait. I think he was handcuffed to the bed, the rolling bed. Oh yeah. So he would be like, oh shit, <laughs> yeah, he's screwed. Um, but yeah, Harvey like takes a revolver and he's like, we're gonna play Russian roulette, but yeah. I'm gonna flip for your life every time. Yeah. And Batman shows but up. But it's a double sided coin, right? Because he's because his uh, coin at this point is like a loaded coin. Both sides are heads. Yeah. So he he's just kind of threatening. I don't I don't think he was gonna kill him at this and point. I don't think Batman knew that because no. Batman's like, you risk the man's life. I got a coin flip. He's like, not exactly. And even if he wasn't, I think Batman would have a problem with him waving oh, a gun. Oh, it's at a criminal. still fucked up. Yeah. He'd be pointed a loaded gun in a man's head. Yeah. So I don't. I think Batman would like take that thing and be like, crunch. Yeah. yeah exactly this movie kind of does eventually get to the origin of two-face um although it comes a little bit later than i would have hoped yeah it it does not last long no because i I wanted more like kind of have the two-face role we had in the long because it happens pretty late in the long halloween but you do get a significant part of the story where it's like him as two-face doing stuff it's at least like a third a little bit yeah this movie is like literally he goes and does one thing it's like the last 20 minutes yeah if that yeah um because like the the two-face looks awesome it looks great it's a great like way to imagine two-face in live action i'm kind of i'm even curious i'm Pretty sure most of that was makeup, but it, I'm sure some of the eye, the eye was probably CGI because I had to move. Right. But I'm pretty sure most of that was practical. Yeah, as much of it as possible. Yeah, Nolan always tries to do practical stuff, which is why his movies always look so yeah, good. That's even the, the way sci-fi to go. stuff, right? Definitely the way to go. Yeah, because in uh, Harvey's origin, like he's tied to the chair and then half of his face burns off. Yeah. And then that's when Rachel explodes. Yep. Um, and then she leaves a letter for Bruce to read. <laughs> um, it seems like almost conveniently knowing she was going to die. Like, why would she leave a letter? 
Well, that seems I, weird. I mean, because like they, it was like after they kissed, but then oh, she, guess. but then she's like, okay, well, like I'm with Harvey, like I want to marry Harvey. But I'm just so. imagining her leaving the letter, like in case I blow up, I want you to read this. It's like <laughs> it probably won't happen, but if I ever blow up, <laughs> it's like the best worst timing. <laughs> yeah, right. Like for a letter. <laughs> it's like, well, I mean, you just blew up, so I guess I'll read the letter now. <laughs> right. But then like, you pointed out while we were watching. It. Oh yeah, because she gives it to Alfred because Bruce is doing Batman stuff. So then, like after all, everything happens. Like Bruce Wayne's literally like. Sit, like sitting in a chair like right. and Alfred well when he gets to the letter he literally reads the letter yeah Alfred's sitting in a fire and opens the letter like that was sealed like for Bruce and he's yeah. like I'm just gonna read that. I'm very curious <laughs> just reads his private like love like, that, like breakup that's a dick letter move, basically man. it's real and I, I gotta read my kids letters first <laughs> yeah it's it's literally a dad reading his kids letters and he doesn't even show Bruce the letter well and the, the funniest thing is he puts the letter on the tray with his breakfast and he brings it over and then Bruce is like oh yeah everyone's fucking dead like I, I screwed up really bad bad like i'm like the lowest i've ever been and then alfred takes he's like oh, i'll just take that letter and he's like uh, it can it can wait yeah I mean, but originally he was gonna give him that yeah after she just blew up yeah right and he knew what it said <laughs> he's a monster yeah alfred's a little questionable there <laughs> uh, and there's, there's one of my favorite scenes in this movie actually is joker's scheme to blow up the boats yeah, um, it's a great... Because like, he's like, we're going to do a social experiment. Like, one of you, like, it, there's a bomb on each boat. If you blow up the... Like, you each have one detonator. If you blow up the other boat, I'll spare you and mm-hmm. you can live. And one boat is filled with prisoners who they're trying to get off the island. Yep. Uh, and the other boat is filled with, like, I guess just refugees who could afford a boat ticket. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, who are trying to get out of the city. So all the rich people, I imagine. <laughs> I, I At least, like, the, the well-off to do. Right. Or maybe people who just bought a ticket a long time ago and they're like, this worked out for me. Which, th- thinking back, <laughs> to that there were men on that boat so you're telling me that it's like, not women and children first yeah <laughs> they, they let all the women and children out of new Sorry, york honey yeah my bad <laughs> take care of the kids for me so if, if there were men on that boat then yeah it had to be like money oh, it, it was probably yeah it had to be people who bought tickets and then they're like sorry oh, we don't have yeah, any more tickets first come, first yeah serve. exactly so yeah if you're a man on that boat you're an asshole <laughs> you should give <laughs> like, up your ticket yeah. you should give your ticket to a little girl or yeah. like a little uh, child yeah someone who should be although maybe not i mean it didn't work out because there's a bomb on the boat but yeah yeah <laughs> they didn't know that exactly but uh, the reason i like the scene is because like Joker's whole point is he's gonna like try to prove to Batman like no everyone's crazy like me it's kind of like this is almost like the setup of the killing joke yep. where it's like all it takes is one bad day and they'll turn just yep. and they'll kill too like that's well, all it's it like, takes th- what's it saying like everyone's like three missed meals away from a revolution or something like right, that exactly yeah. so that's what he's trying to prove and this almost this, and I almost like this better than the killing joke because this proves Batman right where it's like Batman is like because in the on the on the boat with the prisoners, one of the prisoners takes the, the detonator from the guard and throws it out the window. Yeah, he's he's like, give it to me. Like I I can do what like you can't do. So like it's imply it, it's looking like he's gonna press the button and kill the other people. Right, but, but then he throws it out the window. It's like no, we got to do the right thing. Yeah, and then the people on the other boat, like one asshole, almost yeah, literally million boat. Yeah, some like fifty year old dude <laughs> shouldn't even be on the boat. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he walks up and he's like, it's like, fine, if no one else wants to do it, I'll do it. Yeah, it's like, Dave, sit down. You're being an asshole. <laughs> it's like, come on, Dave. You're just an accountant. Like, sit down. <laughs> screw it. I'll kill him. I don't give a shit. <laughs> right? It, this guy's a monster. And he goes up to, to turn the switch and then at the last second decides not to yeah. and sits back down. Like, I'm just imagining that guy going back to work the next day. It's like, hey, Dave, you almost killed all those people back there. He's like, uh, no, I put it down. <laughs> like, I I wasn't ever gonna. It came really close, though. Didn't yeah, you? like, it was literally the last second. <laughs> it's a little weird. 
weird, man. Like, I hope that that guy's like family wasn't there because I, if his family's there, they they have to leave. Yeah, they they on that boat. They left it to a vote, and there's a bunch of people who probably voted yes who now just feel like a real asshole. Well, yeah. and the what was the vote like? Three hundred some for blow it, it up. It was and, overwhelming to blow it up. Yeah, yeah, it was ridiculous. So Joker at that part, I guess, was a little right. It just took like one person. I mean, it's kind of the same thing as like, but people, no one had the guts to actually hit the button. It's like, yeah. it's like, it's like social. It's like Twitter. It's like people can say what they want when there's no consequences or like it's anonymous yeah but, but then, then they're like okay push the button they're like eh, and yeah, no right yeah. so i guess they uh but then that's one th- but then batman even says like no we're not like you like you wanted to prove like we're all like you but that's that's not how it is and yep. that's that's kind of what i like about this more than the killing joke is the killing joke seemingly ends with him being like okay i'll be crazy and i'll take you out and I'll oh man it. that kind of gives me some hope that's almost like an allegory for like social media it's like not the world like isn't as like much of an asshole as people come off on twitter and stuff like that it's just like but in real life, they're not as bad as they are. Right. It's like, put it in their hands. They'll, they won't let you down. I'm exactly. Like, All right, Batman. Like, I got that, you. That's, a great, that's a great story. Yeah. It is a really touching scene. Like, a really, a Batman has a lot of good lines there, but why is his voice always so terrible? Oh, yeah. I should have said that at the top. I, I love the Nolan trilogy. I and um, Christian Bale is great in every other aspect, but the voice I can't do it because it ruins every like powerful. When he has like a good line, like yeah. a line that's like meant to like shake you, it's like, dude, turn the voice thing off. I, it, well, like, no, it's we not, need to prove it's not that a voice thing. He just like no, growls. In the, no, in the first, no, it is a voice thing. Oh, it in is? the first movie, he's testing it out. Like he's he's creating a voice so, modulator. But in real life, did they do that? Or yeah, he... it, it, yeah, it's like a filter. Oh, that's not just him going like, oh, I think Batman. It, it, it might also be that. Because that's it's probably a combination of the two. Because it's just ridiculous. Yeah, but it's, it ruins every... He's like, I learned that we need to be better than our neighbors. It's like, dude, you're not selling the line. It's like, dude, if Superman <laughs> doesn't have to change his voice without wearing a mask, like, you don't need to hide yeah, your super, voice. Superman can be inspiring because he's like, no, we're like, yeah, I'm just going to talk to you like a human. <laughs> well, like, he doesn't even, like, wear a mask. Like, if anyone's going to be, like, given away by their appearance or their voice, it's going to be Superman. Yeah. Like, dude, you're wearing a mask. You're good. You don't have to change your voice. Yeah, you, like, just relax a yeah, little bit. It's, I, I, it's a one decision, man. <laughs> Someone should make an edit where they just change... They take christian bale's voice and mod like modify it right. to, like fit the lines <laughs> so yeah i mean i love this movie i mean i, obviously, I, I still I, love it it's, it's a, still the best yeah it's a really good batman movie and like a lot of the things like we talked about tie into the long halloween too with the whole investigation and like even batman begins ties in a little bit with long halloween i think oh yeah too with the falcone stuff yep and it's still best live action joker oh yeah still for the best. sure um, walking but- was great but Heath Ledger still the best. Yeah, this one this one felt a lot more like a uh, comic book Joker. Exactly, because we when we talked about Joker, I I kind of counted Heath a little bit lower because I I, I did I, that was recency bias. Yeah, it was <laughs> recency. Sure. Well, not I didn't rate him lower than Joaquin, but I rated them lower than all the. Uh, like, no, I I didn't rate him lower either, but I I but, I kind of put him. But on I too rated high him, I pedestal. rated them lower than Troy Baker only because like I like the classic Joker better, but this one is closer to the classic Joker than I remembered. It is, yeah, because he he's selling lines almost just like regular Joker. It's would. a shade darker, but it's the. It's it's pretty yeah, similar. and the design looks different, but personality and like all the things he says, like that fits. Well, and I totally forgot about the aspect of when, because like the first time he tells a story about how he got the scars mm-hmm. is different from the next time he tells it to Rachel. I, I like because that's a killing joke thing where it's like I don't know where he, he remembers his origin differently. Yeah, every time. exactly, which right. is a really cool idea. Yeah, I like that a lot too. That they kind of kept that that aspect. Yeah, of it. it was a cool tie-in. Um, but yeah, so this was a really uh, great. I'm, I'm glad we got this out of the way because this is a classic, you know, movie to talk about, especially when we've been doing Batman stuff pretty much the whole podcast. 
I feel like. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, so yeah, we had, we had to get to this eventually, especially the long Halloween too. So I'm glad we mm-hmm. were able to talk about both. This was a really good request. Um, oh yeah, from Bobby because these move this these kind of had a lot to talk about in relation to each other. I was gonna too. say Bobby got like premium service because this was a 12 issuer. Yeah, right. So you, that, you got two for one. Yes, yeah, <laughs> double what we normally cover. So yeah. Yeah, but I mean the long Halloween is not. Oh, I'm not complaining. It was totally worth. Yeah, it. it's not a chore to go and read the whole oh, Halloween because no. yeah. th- those 12 issues go quickly because oh, you're like, oh sure. my god, I can't stop now because every issue ends in like a really great moment. Yep. And like and it reads really quickly too, mm-hmm. um, because like the art, like it's not. That's one thing I wanted to talk about too, because it's not a lot of you'd expect like a big detective story with a lot of clues to be like excessively wordy. Yeah, but yep. this isn't at all. Yeah, the art drives it a lot. Yeah, like every piece of dialogue is like picked carefully and like matters. Yeah, exactly. And, like, it's, it, heavy. it's well thought out. Right. So it doesn't take up a lot of space, but it counts. Yeah, and it doesn't ramble. Right. So. um I talked about it on the last episode, too, but we are still doing some fan requests. I think we still have two spots open. So if you want to request your own episode like Bobby did today or like T'Challa did last week with Black mm-hmm. Panther, uh, just leave a five-star review and let us know that you did it. Um, I'll just check to make sure that yeah. a new one popped up. If someone gives <laughs> me, if someone gives us a Morrison thing, I will love you forever. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll cover some Morrison books. I'm sure we'll Oh, eventually there. we will. But yeah, if um, someone requests one, I'll love them especially. Right. Uh, but yeah, if you want to keep up with what we're reading or just listen to us uh, you know, or respond to us or talk to us on Twitter. We're at Agents of uh, Podcast. Mm-hmm. Or if you want to send in mail, we always read mail on the podcast as well yeah. when we get it. Um, or qu- you know, questions, stories, responses to what we read or what you're keeping up with every week. Um, like I said, I, I read almost everything that comes out. I'm just always six months behind. Yeah. Um, but I read everything. It's so close. I, I can talk about almost any book. Oh yeah. Um, if you want to, if you want to, you know, share our thoughts on different series that are going on. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's where you can find us. Well, on Well, mostly your thoughts. Yeah. Well, yeah <laughs> Eric, Eric's a newer comic book reader. Yeah, yeah. You can always try to get him to read stuff. I, yeah, I can chime in. <laughs> um, but yes, you can follow us there if you want to send us mail. Um, for us to read, you can uh, send us mail at agentsofcomicbook at uh, gmail.com. Mm. So that is our email. Um, I was going to leave the closing thoughts to my cat, but he is asleep in the other room. I, I get new comic books uh, pretty much like every like month or so. And he loves the boxes. He, and, and so I always replace the last comic book box with one for him to sleep in. It curls up like, <laughs> it curls up like a little muffin Fresh kitty. new box. Mm-hmm. So, I know, he popped in here a little bit ago, but he's gone now. Yeah, I have a new shipment of comic books coming in. Uh, oh, I think I have it in the mail right now. I actually can go get it as soon as we're done doing the podcast. I got um, the new volume of Baby Teeth from Donnie Cates, which is like a really cool Oh, yeah, book. you told me about that? Yeah, it's like this uh, girl gives birth to the antichrist but it's like her son so she wants to protect him so that's it's like awesome. a really, kind of a sweet story yeah yeah um and then so I'm, I'm catching up on that and i also got savage avengers the first volume of that which will be cool oh nice so i'm gonna go pick up those books as soon as we're done recording this i know i got my birthday coming up soon i'm gonna just give my mom like a list and just have her give me a bunch but buy, buy me comics <laughs> right <laughs> um but yeah so we'll be we'll be uh next week we're gonna be reading uh blackest night we have a green lantern fan requested uh basically a green lantern themed yeah, episode I'm, I'm excited to read that so we're gonna uh, read the Blackest Night, which is like a big Green Lantern event. Um, it's kind of more. It's a Green Lantern story, but it's basically a DC Universe story. It's an event story. Yeah. So it'll involve a lot of characters. Okay. Um, so that'll be fun to talk about. And then <laughs> I think he, he requested also the Green Lantern movie, which will be fun. I'm excited for that. <laughs> so I've never seen it. I haven't either. And so, I yeah. mean the the general consensus what if we love is it? it's off. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I don't want to be like, oh, you can listen to us rip it apart. But I'm like, I mean, technically, I haven't well, seen. What if it. we're just moved to tears? <laughs> there was one time. Okay. I can say like way back in the day, like when I was still living at my parents, like in high school, like on cable, it was on and it was like some random scene of like Ryan Reynolds talking to some dude. And it was just like, I don't even know what was happening, but it, it was just bad. <laughs> so I'm not, I don't, we'll see. I I'm guess. excited to talk about it though. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. So we'll be, we'll be talking about, if you want to read ahead, uh, like you can read all the issues of Blackest Night so then uh, you can follow it with us. Uh, so if you want to read ahead, you can do that. 
Um, after that, we'll actually be digging into some Watchmen stuff. Finally, we wanted to cover that. Yeah, uh, right I'm toward, excited for that. We wanted to wait till the show was over, so there was more to talk about. Yeah, the show's yeah. been great. And then also, uh, Doomsday Clock will be ending around that time too, so we can talk about that fucking book. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I haven't read it yet, but from what you've told me, it doesn't seem I like don't it's like too it. happy. I don't like it, but I'm excited to talk about it because I don't like it. <laughs> as long as there's plenty of uh, Doctor Manhattan dong. Well, if you like that, you won't be disappointed. <laughs> the, really, they they kept that going. Yeah, that's they, right. They couldn't let it go. All right. Oh, uh, but yeah, we'll be talking about the, that blue dong in two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Next week, we'll just be talking about the green dong, the green oh. lantern dong. Oh, yes. So join us again. Goodbye. Yes. Goodbye. <laughs>